I'm trying, I'm trying to find where I need to be, what I want to be, what I wish to see, but it comes in time. It comes in time. Maybe if you don't want to talk, you could just listen. I am Mal Foster, and you are listening to, or perhaps once again watching, the latest episode of your third favorite above average but infinitely curious podcast, Dined Out, a show dedicated to exploring both the mysteries and the meaning of life. A audio slash, in this instance, video kaleidoscope of society, culture, and experience. Or you know, something like that. So last week we had the first half of our conversation with Kathy Crabb. Kathy is a artist, an astrologer, a psychic, a soul reader, and on top of that, just an all-round wonderful conversation. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, then obviously I'm going to encourage you to go and do that anyway, regardless. But it really will benefit you going into this episode because it really sets the foundation and lays the groundwork for what we're doing here. We got into Kathy's background, how she got into the world of metaphysics, her psychic training, her particular style of doing readings, what soul reading is at all to begin with as a thing, because prior to speaking to Kathy, I honestly didn't have a clue. So yeah, definitely go check out last week's episode if you haven't already. Not only is, as I say, a great benefit to this week's episode, but it's just a great standalone episode as well. If you have listened to last week's episode, you'll know that we left you on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, I was about to have not a full reading, but I was about to have a couple of cards pulled from Kathy's own homemade oracle decks. Yeah, these are something that you really need to see. So I'm going to greatly encourage you to go check them out. There will be a link to Kathy's website and to her shop down in the show notes. That's whether you are watching on the YouTube, the video version of this episode, or on the device that you're listening to this, you'll be able to find a link in the show notes there as well. Or you can go to the website, dined-out.com, and you'll see links to all of Kathy's stuff. But yeah, definitely go check out her handmade oracle decks, especially the lefty deck. We're going to be pulling from the lefty deck in this episode. We talked about this last week. Kathy spent five years drawing with her non-dominant left hand, which, like, to me, that is a great feat of dedication and discipline. And we got into this a little bit last week, and it's still impressive. I don't think it'll ever stop being impressive that she spent five years just drawing with her non-dominant left hand. And uh, what's even more impressive is what she's actually produced doing that. I mean, I highly recommend you go check it out regardless. But if you are into metaphysics, if you're into tarot, if you're into that kind of thing, yeah, absolutely. Go take a look. As I say, link in the show notes. But rather than tell you any more about what to expect in this week's episode, let's just let's dive right into it. Let's not dissect it from the top anymore. Let's get into it. This is me having a few cards pulled, having my chakras checked for the first time in my life, which was interesting. You know, look, full disclaimer here, I don't know how much I believe in any of this at all. Truly, I don't. You know, I am, (laughs) as my mum calls me, a doubting Thomas, I am quite a sceptical brain, 
and that's just who I've been for a long time. But my brain, despite its skepticism, is willing to be open, is certainly wanting to have conversations and open the door to things that I'm completely detached from, because that's how we learn, you know. So, yeah, despite my sort of uncertain stance on metaphysics and the things that tie into it, I am definitely curious to learn more and dig a little bit deeper. And I was really curious to have this done and really grateful as well. I want to put that out there from the top. Absolutely grateful for Kathy lending her time, her insight and experience and for doing these card pulls for me. Anyway, let's get into it. Yeah, this is me talking to Kathy Crab, having a few cards pulled and having my chakras checked. Also, as a little bonus towards the end, there are a couple of extra questions as well. But anyway, I have waffled on long enough. Let's get into the good stuff. Here we go. Kathy does her own hand-painted oracle decks which you'll be able to see i will throw that up in the show notes and on the website and over on the youtube channel are we going to pull one from from that yeah i only work with my four actually five hand-painted decks is is that because that's connected to you is that is that again is that in your controlled environment that's kind of the personal attachment to you yeah um i just feel like because i created them i have that connection absolutely So, um, okay. So yeah, just, I have all my decks right here. Let me just grab my sage. So yeah, I'm just gonna, I collect sage from my, um, road and it's white sage sacred to the uh, indigenous peoples. Mm, So I'm just going to surround our space right now with cleansing, purifying, healing energy. And I'm just going to take a moment to, I've got a rose sphere here that I work with. Um, I'll just say a few things out loud. Um, May this reading be for the deepest, highest, most profound good. Not really reading, it'll just be a card pull, but um, I ask for an open heart and to be a clear channel for the divines. And if you want to call upon any of your guides or ancestors, divine, divines, higher power, whatever you call that, um, just take a moment to do that. And I'm going to do the same. So, and if you could just say your first and last name out loud one time too. Yeah, sure. Malcolm Foster. I think what I'll do, just in the spirit of play and fun, and uh, this is very short, but I'm just going to pull, I always start. After I do a chakra check-in, where I go through the chakras, um, I could go through one of your, I'd actually like to maybe look at one of your chakras. Is there a part of your, you know the chakras? I don't. I've I've heard the term. I'm kind of familiar with the terminology in very vague passing, but I don't, I couldn't identify them, no. Um, And is there like an area of your life um, that you're interested in knowing more about or exploring or insights. And then I'll tell you which chakra and I'll look at that one. Yeah, there is actually a little bit. So one thing looking forward towards the future is uh, what exactly it is that I'm going to be doing. And that doesn't necessarily mean in terms of employment, but just what it is that I'm going to be doing myself, um, as it were, with with my time moving forward from this point. I'm going to just take a quick, 
peek through your chakras. Normally I go through each one. Uh, let me just I'll do a really kind of quick scan. I've never done this before, kind of okay. quick like this, but I just want to see if there's anything um, that pops out. So I'll just take a moment. Sure, you just take as much time as you need, Kathy. Okay, I'm just going to start with the root chakra, and that's at the base of your spine. Its color is black or red, and that kind of connects you with finances, security, sense of place, rootedness, where mm -hmm. you live, and that sort of thing. So I'm just going to take a moment. I always start with that chakra, so I'm just going to um, take a moment and look at that for just sure. a second. Yeah, sense of place is, is something that's very sort of pivotal. Yeah. Sounds like that's what you're yeah. talking about, sort of this. Um, that really, yeah, to be honest, that absolutely encapsulates kind of where, I don't want to say concern, but where my thinking is. Okay, okay. And it just, it seems like, um, like where you are now, I don't know if the earth is red or if it's something um, connected with the indigenous, but it just seems like there is something for you to learn where you are there's like a teaching there. I feel like it's like an indigenous or native teaching, something that's sort of drawn you there. Maybe you've been there before. Some kind of connection to that place so that there is like a purpose for you there. Mm -hmm. So let me just, I'm gonna do really quickly the chakras. So moving up to the orange, sacral, pelvic area, creativity, uh, sensuality, that kind of thing. Okay. Orange. It just feels like there is growth, um, also like emotional growth, because um, I was getting like an image of water, and it, this is the relation, sort of the emotional okay. uh, chakra. So it's like you're going to be learning about your own sort of sensuality in a way, creativity, uh, moving up just really quickly to the yellow chakra, that's um, the, that area from the pelvic towards the heart, that's um, yellow, self-esteem, self-power, self-worth, and maybe some influence from, I don't know if it's your father or father figure, someone who is sort of there in the background, like pushing you. Okay. And you're sort of taking your own stand, making your own way, um, sort of proving yourself to yourself and maybe not went, wanting to make the same mistakes in relationships that you might have seen. All right, guys, so I'm going to just stop for a quick moment here. So the mentioning of a father or a father figure is really quite significant because... And I don't know how much I've talked about this on my show. I've definitely talked about it at length on Brandy Flex, Human Amplified, in the episode I did there, which you should definitely go check out, by the way. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Free plug for you there, Brandy. You're welcome. But my relationship with my father, or rather my non-existent relationship with my father, has really built a core part of who I am. The The sort of... The, the missing element of him in my life has really kind of found itself sort of grown and steeped into, into who I am. In particular, the idea of not making the same mistakes that he did. Being a little bit cautious and wary as I've got older about having similar or the very same traits that he did. And in particular, not making the same mistakes he did with relationships, you know. 
the idea of if I ever became a father myself has always been really reinforced with the idea to not be like my own father. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much I, I like, that's not enough to flip me into a full-time believer uh, in, in the world of metaphysics and the world of mediumship and psychic readings, but yeah, I'm not going to lie, that one, that one hit, that one hit pretty deep. And really explore, like I was saying, the indigenous roots, like the cowboys or the Indians or the, that sort of traditional relationship to the land. Mm -hmm. uh, moving up to the heart that's green or pink. And that's the heart, the back, arms, hands, reaching for what you want, love and relationships. And yeah, just a sense that, yes, you're giving a lot, but you're also doing these podcasts. It's also a great way for you to receive and, mm -hmm. you know, get in touch with your own heart and what you want. And, you know, to share this with younger people, people that are like siblings to you, to give back and to, you know, expand that into the writing as well. Yeah. Um, what you're learning as I, I know you already do. Cause I, I did listen to one of your travel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. <laughs> no, I had listened to that. So I do know you're right. It doesn't, I mean, that makes sense. Obviously okay. yeah. that's like an obvious connection for you, but kind of like tapping into the female voice as well. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Moving it just quickly to the throat chakra. That's blue. And that's communication and expressing yourself. And just, you know, letting out maybe some anger as well. It's helpful. And, you know, getting in touch with, you know, the, the female side of your line as well. Somehow that's connected. Also to, you know, understanding yourself on a more emotional level that's connected all right guys just to pause things again for a minute we're going to get back to cafe in just a second but this is something else that kind of did resonate with me at the time very much so so the idea i'm talking about here in particular is letting out some anger and how that is being helpful yeah like <laughs> i i cannot lie I really do agree with this. Since moving here two and a half years ago now, yeah, there have been points where I have been extremely angry. And it's partly down to frustration, you know. And some of that frustration is circumstantial with the pandemic and what have you. But, yeah, a lot of it really does root in having been here for two and a half years and having no real roots of independence, no foundation for who I am here. So, you know, having a job very briefly and then losing it due to the pandemic and then just not being able to do much, not being able to get out, not being able to discover places. I mean, I've lived here two and a half years and I don't know where anything is. And I had to, to relearn how to drive. And I did that, and I got a driver's license, and then I had nowhere to go with driver's license in hand. 
it's been tough. It's been difficult to say the least, you know, and also the culture clash, you know, being in a place that is pretty conservative to say the least, you know, uh, in a hemisphere of a culture that goes very much against a lot of my own personal principles has been difficult. You know, I mean, I'm no stranger to being an outsider. I'm no stranger to not fitting in. I've never really fit in anywhere. I found little groups. I found small groups of fantastic people and created tiny little tribes throughout my life. But yeah, just kind of being in, in an area that just uh, I just feel that I don't really belong in has been difficult and frustrating and and you know during the pandemic as well you know seeing people behave like there isn't a pandemic seeing people behave like their inconvenience equals oppression you know that they are having their freedoms taken away for being asked to do the bare minimum to help other people as well as themselves you know and just just this the self-righteousness that comes with a lot of that that doesn't help either. So yeah, the last <laughs> the last two and a half years have been uh, challenging at times, and there has definitely been a sense of frustration uh, building up at points. So yeah, tapping into that and and letting go of some of that anger is helpful when I've done it. I haven't done it nearly enough, I don't think. So you know, kind of hearing that echoed back at me has been a good realization. Next chakra would be the third eye between your eyebrows, a little above, and that is uh, purple. That's connecting you with the intuitive uh, spiritual realms. Yeah, and it does just feel like you've got indigenous guides um, of the land where you are. It feels like they're part of your path or guides for you in a peacekeeping way, like mm-hmm. a white feather sort of way but also historically understanding their treatment just to help you as well you know stand more firmly and prominently and in a more grounded way on the earth that you stand upon empowering very empowering yeah um and the last chakra would be the top of your head which is white or clear and that connects you with the higher powers, whatever you choose to call that. Okay, yeah, just a sense of, you know, almost like bear energy, strong, protective, very bear-like, just as in, you know, very strong and, you know, arms embracing the world, the culture, mm-hmm. um, and beautiful. Yeah, just beautiful. Yeah, any comments or... Um, yeah, a, a little bit curious about the latter bit in terms of uh, the, the last chakra talking about a connection to sort of uh, sort of sense of divinity, I guess, with with the, with the bear. I was just wondering if you could elaborate a little bit more on that and what you kind of got from that. So that chakra is your connection with divinity, as we said. So <laughs> the the feeling I got there is right now you're you're being embraced and you're learning about how to be more bear like which okay. <laughs> and this is a bear that is you know in its cave nurturing its cubs and protecting in all its fierceness protecting okay it's uh it's kind so 
that was sort of the spirituality that I was getting right now about you. Okay. And I will pull a card from, sure. I have like four cards. I guess if you want to pick, I've got like the Elfin Ally, that's mm -hmm. spirit animals. I've got a Zodiac Goddess deck. I've got the Lefty deck. And then my new deck, the Cat Herbal. Right, let's go with the Cat Herbal. Okay. So I'm just going to pull a card and... This deck, I don't really psychically read so much as I will do a, maybe a little, but it's more about like the healing of the herb and what that herb means. Okay. So each of the cards has like some spiritual magical information on the back. So I'm, that's why I'm so glad I finally got this deck. <laughs> I don't have all that information memorized. So now I, when I do a reading, I can share it immediately with um, herbal information if there's anything that comes to me without looking um, that's how i read all my cards i put my non-dominant hand over the card and i just kind of see if anything um any images come forward okay yeah it was just an image of um hollow uh grasses but that are also like flutes so because it's herbal deck, it's kind of like maybe healing through something to do with, you know, playing an instrument that's like a, a flute or a reed or making your own out of a, you know, a, a, a tree of some mm -hmm. kind. Um, so it's like airy, that's air connected with air and speech and communication and also has an element of working with fairy energy because it's flute-like so okay. okay so then we're just looking at the we'll look at the card which is lemon balm and then the affirmation on the back is i am safe whole and loved and this is a heart chakra herb to soothe protect and replenish a broken heart to help one remain focused and centered during a crisis um, add to a bath for magical healing to attract love and success. Uh, the element is water. A deity, Diana. Uh, astrology, Cancer, the moon, and Jupiter. So, uh, yeah, that's something you could maybe maybe work with, like a incense. Okay. Um, potpourri. Does any of that connect with you? This particular card not particularly i'll be honest kathy yeah. not particularly okay I'm, tr I'm trying to write my brain the closest i can think of in terms of flute uh or anything of that nature is recently we put some trees in the backyard some chinese pistache trees and they're very sort of sort of thin and sort of wiry okay also healing wise just for herbal information um for the stomach the heart and nervous dis disorders okay so yeah. All right. Well, that, I mean, it's it's good to have that, and I'll, I'll kind of keep that in my back pocket, as it were. But I, yeah, I, I wasn't getting getting much from that, I'm afraid. Yeah. No, that's all right. That's all right. Heart chakra herb. Focused and centered during a crisis. Well, hopefully, I'm not going to have one of those anytime soon. But if 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 I do, I kind of have an idea of what I can go to, I suppose. Lemon balm. Yeah. <laughs> what we could do i mean if this isn't asking too much um is could we pull a card from the astrology the zodiac goddess thing? oh 
Um, Just out of curiosity. Yeah, the other thing I think would be really interesting is yeah. to look at your uh, north node of the moon in astrology, okay. and it relates to your karmic mission. Oh, so I, okay, yeah, absolutely. In regards to your, because I didn't, um, I just realized now you had asked a question at the beginning that we hadn't, when we did the chakra check-in, we didn't really touch upon your question. Which, That's right, yeah. Where where are you going to focus your yeah. energies? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of a future question. Okay. So when we do the chakra, the chakra is more just like where you are right now, like mm-hmm. where and where there could be opportunity for healing. Okay. So And we did not look at future. So yeah, okay. Let me just grab my, uh, I have like a north node um, thing because I'll need your birthday, your birthday to sure. that. Just okay. One no problem okay so i also if you don't mind i'd like to just pull a lefty card because that absolutely is the deck i use for doing like future sure you go with whatever you think is going to work best i'm, I'm good with whatever Kathy. okay so just pulling a lefty few immediate future see if there's any insight about career or movement into your future and if you, yeah, just, um, and like we're working with the root chakra, maybe just envision the color red or black kind of to root yourself right now into okay. the earth, just a ground center focus yourself as well. Yeah, um, it just feels like you're sort of free right now, like with, you're not focused on anything in particular, you're letting yourself just sort of fly right now with the birds be guided be led be you know free-spirited you know working with that flute energy again it's like letting yourself be airborne open receptive and I mean I still see you doing that in the future like immediate future but it feels like there's going to be like there was a we mentioned the emphasis on the the female and that lemon balm was a very female water feminine card. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it feels like whatever you're going to be doing, it's going to be guided by uh, women or a woman. So okay. you're going to get your, um, your direction is going to be helped forward through women or a woman. So just to be kind of on the lookout for that. Okay. So we'll look at the card, and it's the Guess Poet card. <laughs> um, I've got, like, I'm just going to look at my guidebook, too. It's like a 92-page sure. <laughs> Okay. It's got, like, all these fun exercises in it. And here, there's a little song that goes with it. I breathe and I breathe and I breathe. I make space for the words that need to come out. There is no time. There is no place. I am words. I am breath. I am present now. If this card appears in a reading, it's time to go more deeply into your current journal practice by branching out to another form of writing, such as poetry, creative writing, automatic writing, non-dominant hand printing, dream analysis, drama, songwriting, to name a few. Take some time to sit quietly and gather your thoughts and then simply plunge in and start writing. 
Time yourself or set a word limit, just writing 100 words a day, no more or no less. Working with this kind of restrictive format can help you go with the flow. So look out for poetry appearing like magic without much effort at all. In my own life, I spent a few weeks writing 100 words a day and poetry just flowed out of me. It was so easy. All right, guys, so I'm just going to stop here for a brief moment and we're going to dive back into the conversation with Kathy in just a moment. But something that came up in the card pool that was really quite interesting and, you know, just enticing to me was the idea of automatic writing or free writing. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the difference is between the two, but I know that they're, they're very closely linked. I think automatic might be more of a spiritual device. I don't know. Whereas free writing is more of like a neurological, psychological sort of loosening technique, especially for writers, especially for those that are having writer's block to just help them get something out, to not even really think about what it is they're doing, to just sit with a pen and just write what comes to mind. So, yeah, that is something I have done once before. Something I should really probably be doing more of, I think. I think it's definitely a helpful tool, as I say, especially if you find yourself stuck on a project that you're working on. But I wanted to do this. I felt like, you know, whether or not this is me being drawn to this because of the reading or whether this is me just taking my own initiative based on this prompt, I don't know. You could you could argue that until the cow comes home. <laughs> I think that's a phrase. I don't know. But I wanted to do some free writing based on this prompt and just see what I got. So I did. I kind of got myself into a, a reasonably meditative state beforehand. And then I sat down and just wrote for 15 minutes or so. And I got quite a lot. And it was pretty fast and it was pretty frantic. But I wanted to to just share that. I mean, I don't know how much sense this is going to make. Probably not a lot. And I may have a little bit of difficulty reading my own writing. Because it is pretty scrolled. If you're watching the video version of this, you'll be able to see. If not, I'm going to throw up a few things on Instagram and Twitter uh, for you to see. But uh, yeah, I thought it'd be interesting to kind of take this prompt, do it, see what I got, and then throw that in here as well. Alright, so I'm just going to read you the first page. Because as I say, there is quite a bit. Um, and it would take a long time to get through all of it, I think. So we're just going to stick with the first page. And I have not seen this since I did this, and this was about two weeks ago. So, yeah. To fall not like an umbrella from a great height, but like an engine, full and unprepared for what it may find in its descent. This is somewhat of a trending, but partly a dream that so many smiling faces may seem as unattainable. A moment of division, an opportunity to be unique in the vast ocean of, of, of oblique indifference. A setting star amongst a haze of everything previously known. A moment of strange refreshing. A break in the fabric of the things that fold you like a tiny paper tiger. A crane or a lotus destined only to be displayed. A relic of preconception bound by expectation, those of your own and those of others' doing. Be an unravelling, especially when it's believed that you can't, that you shouldn't, that help is beyond you. A clue, a key, a lock, a blunt sword with no sheath. Just an untamed master with no crusade, no crucible, no crucifix and no hill to die upon. What is today is not tomorrow, what is kindling is not kindred, what is hope is not defined. Do not find footsteps, but instead find mind. Do not walk upon uncertainty wrapped up nicely in certainty. 
There is more than one way down. The maze at the end of the garden has many corners. There is no direct path. There never was. Never defeat yourself for thinking there was. As I said, there is more. And maybe we'll do that as a bonus. Maybe we'll kind of read that in, in some kind of slam poetry fashion. If that's what people want, we can throw that out as a bonus thing. But yeah, uh, interesting. Kind of abstract in a lot of ways. But I think it also ties into, you know, some of the things that we're talking about here. Especially with me from a personal level. You know, some of the anger and frustration I've had with uh, not really being able to build a base, a foundation. Kind of having a sort of hollow identity to some degree. And, uh, yeah, the idea of, of uncertainty when the the future is concerned, or where the future is concerned, rather. So, yeah, kind of interesting that that sort of stuff just came out. Um, maybe this is linking into the idea of, of letting out anger being helpful. Maybe this is not only just a good creative writing technique for me, but also just a good sort of mental health technique, you know. Just sitting down, getting myself to a place of meditative peace, for lack of a better phrase, and just letting loose. I did actually find that quite therapeutic. My hand hurt by the end of it, but, you know, I, I did feel like I had unloaded a little bit, despite not really being cognitive of what I was writing, not having any sort of preconceived idea, or even any recollection once I'd finished it. It, it felt... It felt nice to just kind of open up the, the floodgates, as it were, and just right. And even though that is probably not going to contribute to anything, it doesn't have to. And that's something that I'm wanting to kind of really reiterate with myself, is that everything I do does not have to contribute to something solid and something steadfast. Not everything I do has to contribute to something bigger. It can be just on its own, and for me. Yeah, I found that generally really helpful, and I'm really pleased I did that. Anyway, there you go, that was a little bit of free writing for you based by that prompt, and uh, on that note, let's jump back into the conversation with Kathy. And then there's a creative journal prompt and an expressive body movement. I don't know if you want any of those. Oh yeah, absolutely, you do. Okay, creative journal prompt. Where have you been wounded? How could you release that wound by the light of the moon? Allow the mystical glow and guidance of the moon to cleanse you and shower you in your dreams with new visions and old visions revisioned anew. Yes, poet always inspires poetry. So be open to receiving pearls of wisdom in unexpected ways. Expressive body movement challenge. This one you might have to do. Okay, no, I'm game. I'm game, Kathy. Let's have it. I'm putting you on the spot to say or sing a few words about yourself and what you love the most. Be brave, dear poet soul. If you have no words, then dance, 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 for you are free. So say or sing a few words about yourself and what you love the most, and you can say or sing, be brave. <laughs> now? Yes. Now? Oh, okay. Um, oh, sure. I'm trying, I'm trying to find where I need to be, what I want to be, what I wish to see, but it comes in time. It comes in time. Oh, oh that's beautiful. <laughs> so you've got the words. There you go. Yeah. Sure. I'll, have to, I'll have to write that down and maybe make that something I go back to as a, as a centering mantra of sorts. Here's the <laughs> 
transformation. I dream the divine in everything. The poet within wants to sing. Wow. So that's my that's my main poetry card, actually. Okay. So I, I always end readings. So this isn't really. It's sort of a like a Zoom. I don't know what the interview reading is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, but I like to look at your North Node, which is your based yeah. on your date of birth. Okay. Okay, so it looks like um, I've got this as an ephemeris that tells me that you are Taurus North Node. So, North Node in astrology, it just relates, my favorite thing, it relates to your karmic mission okay. based on where you've come from in past lives. Past lives would be in the opposite sign right. of Scorpio. So Scorpio past lives are where you have maybe a sense been there, done that mm -hmm. um, feeling. So Scorpio, you probably know a little about Scorpio. Scorpio often goes from the lowliest, like the scorpion to the eagle in a lifetime. It's all about change and mm. transformation. It's all about really the osmosis, like we were talking, getting all that psychic information coming through being able to read people, being able to understand, it's like really super psychic sign. Okay. So it's being able to, I just tell you a few things and you know them like on a deep level and mm -hmm. you psychically know them. And it's like the psychologist or someone who gets inside people's brains and really understands the inner workings. I don't know if that um, resonates with you at all. Yeah, it does a little bit. Like one thing that I've always felt is that I have a pretty good read on people quite quickly. I don't know what it is, uh, but I can just, there's something inside that, that tells me if this person is not necessarily to be trusted, but if I feel like time and energy should be spent on that person, which maybe sounds really catty, I don't know, <laughs> but just... Oh, no, no. It's like, just I, knowing. Yeah. It's like a knowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So past lives. So then um, Scorpio and Taurus are complementary opposites on the astrological wheel. So Scorpio is that water, uh, fixed water, and Taurus would be the complementary opposite, would be fixed. Fixed kind of means stubborn, stick-to-itiveness. Uh, you know, there's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that rings extremely true, Cafe. Fixed. Uh, Taurus earth. So it's like fixed earth. So Taurus is the builder of the Zodiac. They're the ones who they, they build that foundation, a very firm, strong foundation. They are pretty self-sufficient, very like family. They, you know, traditional, um, yet ruled by Venus, goddess of love. So they have a, a great appreciation of luxury, the fine things in life, beauty, music all things ruled by Venus, um, but they're earthy. So they're practical, they're down mm -hmm. to earth. They're, you know, if you're building a house and you're building a foundation, that's very solid, practical, earthy, uh, self-sufficient. Manly men with a Venusian sort of overtone kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very musical. So anyway, anyway, so that's just North Node and Taurus would be your like learning lessons about accumulating even stuff like Taurus loves things. They love, it's very like the bear and like it's, 
It's got that solid, strong, good, good with money, good with possessions, good with like building a business, very practical. So it's like lessons around all those things. Whereas Scorpio, before you did this like deep, intense, cathartic, behind the scenes, transformation, watery, depth, emotional, incredibly passionate on a, a deep, 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 dark, 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 dark level. Mm. And it's like you're doing you're taking all those skills but you're focused on building something rather than about just transforming right. you're like building something solid something self-sufficient hmm. something hands-on you know it can yeah. be hands-on that resonates a lot actually Kathy because that's it's really interesting because I am in uh, an interesting stage of my life because about three, no, sorry, about six years ago, six, seven years ago, uh, I, I was given the prognosis of type two diabetes and kind of really that hit a switch for me and it changed everything for me. It, it took a lot of work, but it got me to a point where I had to sort of reconfigure my mindset and just my approach to everything. And in doing so, I lost half my body weight. And also just sort of, as I say, reconfigured myself mentally and emotionally to kind of get over some of the things, some of the darker aspects of my life, like anxiety, depression, um, alcohol abuse, which kind of got me to that place to begin with. So having gone through that, I feel like there has been a, a transformation. So that resonates a lot. Yeah, yeah. And you're really learning how to, you know, solidify the new, solidify this sort of practical mm-hmm self-sufficient earthy you know nature yeah nature boy. absolutely i feel like in the last two years especially i've kind of really began to tap in and sort of harness the things that i've learned and kind of found through going through that yeah yeah all right guys so that is the the card polls done but that does not mean the episode is done we've got a few additional questions i did float towards kathy towards the end of our chat and we kind of get into some interesting areas what's your stance of just general curiosity on like negative stuff that you may receive like if you receive sort of negative visions or signals messages what is it like your general stance is that something that you would just share with the person regardless or is that something that you would like kind of withhold from them well I feel like it everything I do it's it's like because I'm just the channel for the information so if I get something like that I would just ask you know the the universe my guides divines how do I share this information or do I share this information? Right. And if, it, if they're not meant to hear that or I get that message, then I will share it in a, the best way for them to hear that. Information. So you kind of just go with it and then kind of take it from, from there based on, on what you're receiving in terms of like how you should proceed with what you've, you've yeah. received. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, in the that's, moment. That's, that's interesting. Do you feel like there are things people just aren't meant to know? Like, as, as, as much as obviously we, we kind of want to know as, as much as possible about what's coming around the curve, as it were. So we can kind of prepare ourselves or kind of have an idea 
do you feel like that there are certain things people just are not meant to know? So you said they're about sort of receiving something and then kind of seeing whether or not to share that with the person or not, whether that's the right path to take. Do you're feeling that there are just things which is which is not meant to know? Yeah, I mean, if I if they're not meant to know it, I'm not given any information. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say, I don't know, because you're not meant to know. I'll tell them. Mm. Are most people quite quite all right with that? Yeah. (laughs) Or or are they just like, oh, well, now now I need to know. Well, most of my readings, like I said, are audio recordings. Right, yeah. talking live, and I'm never talking like this. Um, (laughs) It's been reading, which I rarely do. Mm -hmm. So, but I did have someone who wrote me and said, when you said you didn't know, then I really trusted you. Okay. Yeah, I suppose uh, I, I, I can see that because, you know, I think just as human beings, we, we inherently feel the, the need to know and we want to understand everything. And it's the things that we don't understand, which tend to terrify us the most. So when people are like from a personal perspective when people just kind of throw their hands up and be like actually I don't know I I kind of understand that there's a sense of like well you're not trying to bullshit me here you know well what I like really like to do is if like often in a reading I'm guided to just do probably more considered like therapy work where I lead them on a meditation and they come to the realization themselves right and I do that all the time that's interesting. Yeah, but I feel like that in itself requires a certain kind of client. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's aren't ready for that. And right. Get a lot of those kind of clients. I think because they can, they learn about me first. They see what I'm up to, and they don't come. They come for me for empowerment, not for disempowerment. Right. I've only had maybe one person come to me for a disempowering reading and it didn't work because they had been, they had been to one of these sites like California psychic or something. Mm. And I guess on there, they'd spent like $10,000 or something ridiculous. And then they said, they told me that. And then they said someone on there had recommended me. So they came to me and they wanted that kind of reading, which is basically you tell them everything what to do you tell them what to do and there's no empowerment in that right so after like 10 minutes they're like what is this what is this reading like what are you like they didn't there was no room for them to they had no I guess imagination they just wanted to be told what to do right they just wanted straightforward black and white answers this is this this is this yeah, they didn't want empowerment. They right. wanted someone just to tell them what to do so they wouldn't have to take any responsibility mm-hmm. whatsoever. And, you know, I just, that's not how I work. I think that's how the some of these psychic sites might work. Right. Because if you're spending that much money and you're still, like, desperate, like, this was a sort of a desperate person for answers. Mm-hmm. Not helping them. They're just wasting their money. That was a horrible, that was really a horrible um just to be even on the line with someone like that was uh, very unpleasant because I just, there's no talking. There, right. was, there was nothing there really. Hmm. 
but I just refunded them their money and I said, okay, we're, we're not meant to work together. And usually I can tell in an email if this person I can work with or not. Okay. And, you know, rarely I'll, I'll get some, I'll, I'll read their email and be like, no, I, there's no way I can work with this person. <laughs> Out of curiosity, kind of seen as we're going down this tangent, when I emailed you, did you kind of get an impression that I was somebody that you could work with? Obviously you did because we're here having this conversation, but yeah i'm just um because it was very much out the blue you know it was very much like a speculative thing i'd found you by kind of doing a bit of research and these yeah, things are always hit and miss serious um right. you know like you and I, I i think that's great to like just connect with people who are really curious mm-hmm. about this realm and that have an open mind and that are learning well exactly my sort of ethos i guess my mindset is even if i don't fully or even partially believe in the things i'm looking into uh, i will always have the idea of keeping an open mind because just the very thought of living in a one-dimensional world where you just (laughs) stick to a very sort of narrow tunnel of what you know is I understand there's a comfort to that for a lot of people. And I kind of understand why some people really kind of stick on that sort of track on that singular rail. But for me, it's, it's not enough. Even if I just breeze across the surface of a hundred different things, it's adding that variety and the sort of eclectic sort of nature of, of life and existence by just sort of it's branching out and looking at so many different things. Yeah, having having the want to, you know, having that curiosity to kind of be like, oh, okay, I don't really know what that is, but it's interesting. Let's go have a look. Yeah, yeah, and that's really what's you know that's what's needed. So I thought it would be just really interesting to explore ideas with someone who doesn't actually, you know, it's not their world. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I think that's a healthy thing to promote as well. Is kind of like looking into worlds that you don't particularly belong to or know about. Yeah, because it, it might be for you. You just have never known about it. You know. Yeah, exactly. You don't necessarily know what, what you know what some of your inborn, even genetic mm-hmm. material might have all kinds of skills and talents that are just sort of waiting there for you to just yeah, kind of just laying dormant. Yeah. Waiting to be activated. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I've got one more question for you, Kathy, and then I'm going to definitely let you go. (laughs) I do appreciate the time. Um, Something we've talked about on the show before, kind of briefly, but something that really does fascinate me is the idea of determinism. The idea that things happen for a reason. Call it kismet, call it fate, call it determinism, call it preordained. It's something I go back and forth on all the time like the skeptical part of my brain is constantly doubting and just think, well, shit just happens. And then there's part of my brain, which is like, well, it can't be just that there's got to be more. And whether or not that's a sort of grand plan from some sort of celestial architect, or it's in the hands of something completely unknown. I don't know, but yeah, it's something that I thought considering we're talking metaphysics, it'd be interesting to kind of pick your brain on, on your idea of, of determinism. Do you think things happen for a reason or, and, and things are planned out for us or can we uh, alter our own course and to what degree? Yeah. I mean, I think that what I, obviously what I do in my work is find reasons mm-hmm. and I, whether um, there are reasons or not, it's comfort. That's just what, right. you know, 
spirituality and is in general. Mm -hmm. So that part, I don't know. I just know that if I can provide comfort for people by giving them reasons, um, then that's going to be helpful. And whether there is predetermination, um, I don't really know. I think it, I think that, that um, I kind of like the saying, like all roads lead to the same place. Mm -hmm. So you can really take any road and it'll take you to the same place. I don't know if that means there is, I I mean, I do feel like you can change your, you can, you can change things too Mm -hmm. uh, with your choices. I think you can change the direction, but I I mean, maybe. So yeah, that's just one of the, I don't know. (laughs) It takes you to the same place. Yeah. But I mean, are we meant to just become one in the end with the universe? And then we, then we don't need to keep coming back. That's one theory that I find interesting. When you say coming back, are you you talking about reincarnation? Yeah, reincarnation. So, I mean, I've always always felt there's reincarnation since I was little. Well, Um, from my understanding, that kind of is is tapping into a little bit of um, the Tibetan Book of the Dead with the idea of, of kind of the reincarnation until you find enlightenment. Yeah, and that's something that interests me—the idea that th- there is this sort of, um, sort of platform, this sort of plateau in which we're, we're all kind of aspiring to reach subconsciously or, or very consciously, depending on who it is. Um, and the idea that we keep getting uh, supposedly goes around until we can finally find that space. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. It just and all the concept of all time is now, past, mm-hmm. present is really just now right really of interest yeah that that in itself is kind of mind-blowing in in like the most fascinating way when you think about it the idea that there is no past there is no future there is only now because the moment you think of something being in the future it's already gone past yeah it it, it is interesting because because i work with these past present future lives with people who've passed over which seems like the past so but i find that kind of comforting all time is now absolutely and honestly something that's really helped me kind of get through uh quarantine and and the pandemic is kind of adapting to that mindset that all time is now that there is only the present Um, i saw your little uh one of your videos i think mm -hmm. your films oh yes yeah my short film Mm mm-hmm you said that it just reminded me of that yeah because i i think especially if you've ever dealt with something like um uh, anxiety or depression you do have a tendency to really magnify the past in terms of past mistakes things you wish you'd done regrets etc but you also magnify the future in terms of like depending on your mindset the sort of bleakness of it the sort of nihilistic no light at the end of the tunnel approach which is something i've very much done um, in shall we say my Scorpio stage <laughs> but <laughs> but but now I feel very much um, more f- sort of focused on on the, the idea of all time is present the idea that there is only now because it's it's good to kind of look ahead and it's good to look back but in certain degrees and amounts and yeah you know. yeah. yeah 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 I mean you don't want to get lost in the Scorpio again no you've already <laughs> done that right right exactly <laughs> you know it inside out mm-hmm. 
now you're ready for something new. Well, thank you very much. This has been fantastic, Cafe. This has been uh, above and beyond uh, anything I could have hoped for. Brilliant stuff. All right, guys. So there you go. That is my card pulls with Cafe there. Yeah. As I said before, and, and it's still very much true, very thankful, very grateful for Kathy doing that for me, for taking the time and for indulging me that request. Yeah, I still don't know, honestly, how much I believe in any of this. And this is just me being being honest. I really don't. You know, um, I, think, <laughs> I think I'm always going to have scepticism. I think I'm always going to be somewhat cynical but I am always going to combat that with curiosity. And, you know, that's what makes my brain interesting, I think. <laughs> you know, the fact that I am kind of stoic, I can be kind of um, cynical, I can be kind of suspicious, but at the same time, I can also be very uh, open to listening and learning. And it's, yeah, it's a curious place, the inside of my head. You know, good for a visit. Wouldn't recommend living there, though. Um, but, yeah, all in all, I thought that was, was really good. As I said, not everything stuck with me. Not everything took any sort of form or shape. But there were things that did hit. There were things that definitely did have some resonance. And as you've seen with the free writing exercise, there are definitely some things in there that actually helped. So, yeah, overall, uh, a really great experience. And, uh, yeah, once again, I just want to say... Thank you to Kathy for that, you know, much love and appreciation for what you did and for what you're doing, you know. As I said before, I do highly encourage you go check out Kathy's YouTube channel and her website where you can see her handmade oracle decks and you should definitely check them out, especially the lefty deck. Next week we are moving on into a very different territory, as is the nature of this show. I'm not going to tell you too much about it because I don't want you to go googling things. I don't want you to go looking things up. I want you to kind of go into this as much of a blank clean slate as possible yeah it's it's something and uh, that's that's all i really want to say about it for the time being because as i say the less you know i think the more you will get from next week's episode but that is next week as for this week we're pretty much done if you've enjoyed what you've seen and or heard on this episode, and let's be honest, there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't have, then there are a number of ways in which you can help show some love, support the show, and help us grow and evolve as we move on. If you look in the show notes, whether that be on the YouTube video or in the show notes on the device that you are listening to this on, or if you go to dimed-out.com, our HQ and website, go into the show notes for this episode, you will see links to several things one of which is our coffee page which allows you to give us a one-off donation if you are so inclined one of them is a link to our patreon account which not only helps us out but it helps you guys out with just a whole bunch of extra juicy content so if you really enjoyed this like really enjoyed it and you want more then you can get more of course, there is a very simple and straightforward way to support the show, and the only thing it's going to cost you is a few moments of your time. That is, if you haven't already, then subscribe to the show via your favourite podcast platform. We're pretty much everywhere you can find us. You probably already have. Uh, yeah, no, there's actually no probably, because you, you're listening to this. So, yeah, just tap that subscribe button. Or, if you are so inclined, smash it. I don't know. I'm not judging. If you really feel like smashing it, go for it. But do not hold me responsible if you break your device. That's all I'm saying. 
I am not claiming responsibility for broken tablets and phones. I would suggest, and it is just a suggestion, you just gently tap it. Just one gentle tap. Boop. Just boop your phone. Why not? It's cute. Yeah, just boot your phone. If you do want to help us out even more, if you want to do us a solid, then of course we do like to get ratings. We still are, I believe, on five stars. And I'd like to keep that. So yeah, you could do us a solid and give us a five star rating. I mean, that's if you feel like this is a five star. Who am I to say? But a rating does help enormously, as do reviews. And one thing that I'd like to put out there as a possible idea is a haiku review yeah use the haiku poem format to do your review and uh, if you do a nice one (laughs) there may be a a prize i don't know there may not be i just want to put that out there no prizes are guaranteed and on that note as always guys thank you for listening or in this case possibly maybe even watching look after yourselves look after each other and until next time keep it dimed (laughs) 